Okay, everyone, so um, it's time to start. Welcome to our service this morning, which is being led by Colin there. The newsletter is on the website if you haven't received it by email. Um, There are two notices to highlight. Firstly, this Thursday at 7.30, there's a church meeting. So if as many people as possible could go to that, that would be good. It's on the normal Zoom login details, normal Sunday morning login details. And then the following Thursday, the 28th at 7.30, there's an SAS meeting. This is a group that meets um, every so often to look at the special annual services. So we'll be looking at Lent and Easter and everyone is welcome to attend. Again, normal Sunday login details. Before both of those at seven o'clock is the Thursday prayer meeting and everyone is welcome to that as well. Please, will you stay on mute throughout the service unless you're taking part, in which case, can you unmute yourself? And then we'll unmute at the end to say the grace together. So now I'll pass over to Colin. Thanks, Elaine. Morning, everybody. No, I can't hear you. Just don't say it. (laughs) Welcome to the service this morning. Um, I call to worship is Psalm 146, and it's just the first two verses. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all of my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Can we just pray together? Father God, we thank you that we can meet this morning. We just pray, Lord, that you'll bless our service and that you'll bless each one of us here, that you'll speak to us in some way, and that we'll hear your voice. And Lord, let us just know that we've been in your presence, albeit that we've not been together physically. We are one as a church. Just bless this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. I picked some some sort of hymn-type songs this morning. Um, I'm no apologies, I actually love these hymns, so I just thought it'd be nice to sing them. Um, They sing of Jesus' love for us. So the first song is a real classic, I Will Sing the Wondrous Story. Over to Tim.
I'm just going to lead us in a prayer and then I'm going to hand over to Fiona to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So can we just pray together? Father God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that we can come this morning, Lord, to bring before you our praise and our worship. Father, we just want to thank you for loving us. We're not worthy of your love, Lord, because so many of us do so many things that we shouldn't do, me included, Lord, and I ask your forgiveness. I'm sorry, Lord, that I can't always live the life that you want me to. But Father, I know I'll keep trying and I know that you will keep helping me. I pray, Lord, that as we meet together this morning, every person in this room, Lord, will feel that they can share with you, will feel that they can talk to you, and will feel that they can be touched by you. Father, we thank you for who you are. You are our Lord. You are our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Okay, so coming now to birthdays, and I think this is a bit of a bumper week. So please, can you let me know if you have a birthday in the coming week? Tim? That's... That's Tim, Rona, and I think there's one more, but I can't see it in a minute. Can you go on the next screen? Uh, I think it's Mark as well, but he seems to have disappeared. Yes, it is. Right, we'll say Mark. We'll include him anyway. We'll, We'll include Mark as well. Okay, so Tim. When is your birthday? It's today. Oh, oh. Happy birthday. And Rona? Wednesday. Wednesday. I think Mark's at the end of the week. 22nd, I think. Is there anybody else that I've missed? No, doesn't look like it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so it's Tim, Rona, and we'll include Mark. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim and Rona and Mark. Happy birthday to you. Now we can ask uh, Stuart and Mike to bring us our readings, please.
Our first reading is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 20. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons uttered blasphemies against God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked, do not hide it from me. May God deal with you be ever so severely if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognised that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. Amen. The second reading is John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. 
come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Amen. Thanks for that, Stuart. Thanks for that, Mike. Um, I'm going to actually have to put my computer on so I can read my actual sermon. I hope that's okay, which probably means I won't be able to see you. So I apologise for that. But hopefully you'll see my head nodding up and down. (laughs) Okay. Today's theme is chosen. Have you ever realised that you have been chosen by God? How does that make you feel? I remember back when I was a child, being chosen was so important. Whenever we went out playing football or cricket and selecting teams, I was really chuffed if I was not the last man selected. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't the worst player or for that matter the best, but being picked mattered. When we led the BB some years later, sometimes they would try and appoint the boys who with a little less ability as the captains, so that they could pick the team. So they weren't always left till the last in the line. Have you ever thought about how you feel about being chosen by God? Does it fill you with excitement, dread, eagerness, fear? Do you want to go out and tell everyone? Do you want to bottle it up and keep it to yourself? Did you once feel really excited, but have now lost that enthusiasm? Or do you not even think about it? As you can see from our readings, both talk about people who were chosen and called by God. Samuel, a boy who had been given to the Lord since birth, and ministered in the temple with Eli, the high priest of Shiloh. And then in our second reading, we see Jesus calling Philip and Nathaniel. Men who were not looking in particular for Jesus, but whom he had called. Let's start following Samuel's story. In the first two chapters of Samuel, just as a preview to what was coming, you can read that Samuel's parents, Hannah and Elkanah, had been unable to have children. Hannah had prayed to God for a child and promised to dedicate him to the Lord's service should she have a son. God looked favourably on her prayer and Hannah became pregnant and had a son. When Samuel was old enough, Hannah took Samuel to Eli and offered Samuel to minister for the Lord under him. Then we get to today's reading. Samuel chapter 3 is all about Samuel learning to know God and to listen to God and being obedient. Samuel was helping out Eli with his priestly duties in the tabernacle. Late one evening, Samuel heard a voice and assumed that it was Eli calling him. He went to Eli to see what he wanted. 
but Eli told Samuel that he hadn't called him and sent him back to bed. This happened again a second time, and Eli once again sent Samuel back to bed. It's at this point in verse 7, it's explained that although Samuel had served God in the tabernacle, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Obviously, this is a key point in the story. It's one thing to be chosen by God, but without accepting it, or in our case, without acknowledging Jesus as Lord and Saviour, as Nathaniel did in our other reading, if you remember, then we have not yet been accepted, or should I say, we have not yet accepted that we are chosen by God and are not able to hear his word. Samuel did not really know God, and that is why he could not recognise the Lord's voice when he heard it. So in verse 8, when Samuel goes to Eli again the third time after hearing the voice, Eli says to him, if you hear the voice calling again, then say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel does just that. And the Lord then speaks to Samuel and tells him what he wants him to do. Once Samuel had acknowledged and heard God's voice, the Lord was able to speak to him. And for the rest of Samuel's life, God was going to use him to be his mouthpiece through whom he would speak to the entire nation of Israel. Have you acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life yet? Are you able to hear God's voice? Looking at the first three chapters of Samuel, there is no doubt that Samuel had been chosen by God before he was born. God knew him years before Samuel knew God. God had his hand on Samuel's life before Samuel had acknowledged God. Did you know that you are chosen by God? Chosen by God, too. The Bible makes a number of references to God choosing us before we chose him. In Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 6, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Romans 8, 29, 30 says something very similar. I suppose I never even thought about it like that. I always thought it was me making the choice. But thinking about it this way, what an honour, what a privilege. When I look back on my life, I can definitely now see God's hand on me at almost every stage. It can't just have been luck. I remember him being there when I was young. I went to church. I never went with my family, though, because my mum hardly ever went. And my dad tried to go, but was working most Sundays. I had family members who took me, and I went and sung in a choir with my uncle, my dad's brother. But he passed away when I was eight. By then, though, I was committed to going to church, albeit... I hadn't really discovered who God was. I just enjoyed singing. God helped me make decisions about which was going to be my first real job. If I hadn't got that decision right, I would never have married Christine and probably would not be here now. God was there when we had kids. Well, that was mainly helping Christine, but he certainly helped me too. God was helping and leading in all of that, even though I didn't really know him. 
getting, getting involved in the local churches followed. And around 1985-86, when Billy Graham came to Anfield, I actually acknowledged Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And only then could I really see how God was at work in my life. And only then could I become really effective for God, both at Twist Green, Thomas Risley, BB, bringing the kids up. Well, let's face it, everywhere. I didn't see it then. Well, looking back now, it really can't have just been luck. God definitely had his hand on my life. And I believe he still has. I believe that could be said of each one of us here. I believe that each one of us has been chosen by God. I don't know if you have all acknowledged Jesus as Saviour and Lord yet. Only you know that. But if you haven't, you need to. Because until you do, you will not know the real blessing of being chosen by him. Only then will all that being chosen by God means come fully into effect. Please, if you have not yet done that, but know that you need to or have questions, talk to someone, either the minister, one of the elders, or mention it in the prayer breakout room at the end of the service. Only if you have accepted Jesus as Saviour and Lord will you really receive all of God's promises and blessings. Once you have done that, do you know what that means? It means that you are his that no charge on earth can stop it. We have his assurance during difficult times, and let's face it, these are very difficult times. He gives us strength after failure. We are only human, and try as we may, we will not get everything right. He enables us to do his work. He will enable you to do even the most difficult of things. Look at Samuel's first task. He gives us hope in all our trials. He holds our hand in everything we do. He gives us strength and confidence to witness for him. He prepares the ground before we even go. Once we've made that commitment, though, we still need to make room to listen to his voice. Samuel only became really effective for God when he was actually listening to him. Jesus says this is still true today. In John 8, verse 47, he says, He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is because you do not belong to God. A short time later, he also encourages his disciples by explaining that for those who know him, they will recognise his voice and follow him. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That's John chapter 10, verses 14 and 27. In the Old Testament, it was seen very often that God would talk directly to his people but around the time of the story of Samuel, God had almost stopped talking to his people as they had stopped listening. Nowadays, that direct voice is not what we hear. Rather, a quiet voice speaking to us directly through the Holy Spirit or through other Christians or through his word. So let's just recap at some ways of recognising and listening to God's voice. Remember our reading. Samuel became a strong person for God because he could recognise God's voice and he was obedient to it. So first thing, make yourself available. Look at Samuel. God did not try and talk to him while he was busy working in the tabernacle. It was only as he was resting, as he was able to listen. And Samuel, therefore, could hear 
when God spoke. Put yourself in a position where you can hear God. Spend time in prayer. The fact that you're here today is fabulous. As you listen, pray and open your heart to him. Listen to what he is saying to you. Get rid of distractions. God spoke to Samuel whilst he had no distractions at all. We live in a world where there are so many distractions, it's unreal. I am sure my youngest children and my grandchildren all have a mobile phone permanently fixed in their hands. No doubt at all that the new workforce, when they're finally able to work, will be able to type really fast, even if it is only with their thumbs. Don't fall into that trap. I must admit that it is hard, especially during lockdown, as that is all some people have and is their only contact with the outside world. As I work from home a lot now, I am on a computer almost all day. I have the TV on for background noise when I'm working, and then I spend most of the night watching TV with a laptop on my knee. There is no real time there for God. By the time I finally go to bed, I'm so brain-tired, I go to sleep almost immediately. Remember, you have to make time for God, and you can make time for God any time as he is always with you. Remember to have your quiet time. Try having more than one. I know that the regular Zoom meetings we've had on in church services and after church meetings have actually helped me to stay focused on him and try to turn up to as many of them as I can. Do the same. Go to as many as you can. Keep in touch. Get to know God. Spend time reading his word. God quite literally spells out in his word the way we should live, the rules we should follow, the caring, the compassion, the love that we need to have and show, and the roles he would have us carry out. You will learn something new, even if, even if you've read it all before. When I am able to read it, I frequently find something that makes me think, that makes me stop in my tracks and just think about it for a while. Obviously, spending time in prayer will encourage you to know God. Maybe do a personal Bible study. Sometimes group studies don't suit everyone. Obey what God tells you. Not always easy, this one. But as you do what God tells you, he will strengthen you and give you more to do. Would you have been able to do what Samuel did? God might be telling you to have a word with someone in the fellowship. Could you? Can you obey even if it involves commitment, time, dedication, effort, what does that put you off? No one said being a Christian is easy. In fact, it's probably the opposite. But what he did say to us, that he would always be with us and would guide us every step of the way. If you follow the above suggestions, then the Holy Spirit inside you will discern what God wants you to do. And then it is up to you to do it. For we are here for a reason. Each one of us has a key role. Please note, I said a key role. God hasn't chosen you to sit on your hands in building and supporting his church in that area. Through all the distractions of today, we need to keep our eyes on the goal. As is always the case in churches, lots get us done, but usually by a few people. But let's remember that we are all his church. And we are all chosen by God. And we all have to do our part too.
we are God's church in Birchwood. We have been chosen by God. Be excited. Be scared. But be encouraged that you are not asked to do things alone. Be alive for him in all things. And be his servant. Amen. Uh, I think we'll go on and now sing another hymn. So this is over to Tim. And I think this one is in Christ Alone. Another great song. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh Fullness of God in helpless faith This gift of love And righteousness Scorned by the ones He came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died
fabulous song that absolutely fabulous song I don't know about you guys but my singing voice is really struggling by singing at home I don't sing as loud as I do when I'm in church and I'm just going to have to start singing as loud as I do when I do sing in church so if you start hearing me from outside <laughs> no apologies <laughs> I'm now going to ask Angela if she can bring us our prayers of intercession Thank you, Colin. Thank you for that. That's one of the hymns that's been keeping me going over the time of illness that I've had over the last couple of years. And has been pulling one of the things pulling me out of the horrible depression that I've been in. Start to bow our heads and find a quiet moment now to to talk to God. Father, we pray for those that have been on our prayer chain recently. We ask for their continual healing and comfort. Pray for all our healthcare staff as they're battling continually against COVID-19. They have been under such stress, Lord, for intense pressure for almost a year now. Just give them the strength to just carry on a little bit longer for us. And we give thanks for the vaccine that's been developed. And we urge and ask you to urge everyone to to take the vaccine if it's offered them the way out of this situation that we're in. We also pray for America, Lord. America is a country on a knife edge at the moment. We pray for the safe, peaceful inauguration of Joe Biden this week. We just pray for calm in that country. And we hope that Joe Biden's presidency will heal the rifts that are starting to rip the country apart. We also pray for those in America suffering from COVID too. Hundreds of thousands of deaths on some days, Lord. It's just unthinkable. And we just really ask you to hold America in your hand, especially over this this coming week. I just want to finish with something from a prayer that was Vanda sent out earlier this week when it reminded us of all the things that we can still do despite the lockdown. And one of those things I've we learned from this morning is that we can still listen for that call of God. So cherish what you have and what you can hold dear. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be well. Amen. I've always found it, well, over the last year, should I say, since I've heard what the lecturing actually is and discovered what it is, I found it quite odd that whenever it's been my turn to be asked to preach or whenever whenever I've been fortunate enough to be asked to preach, that the, the readings have sort of knitted together a bit, like the two readings that we had from Stuart and, and Mike. And then, the psalm that was in there as well. The psalm speaks about how well God knows us and how he knew us from the beginning. So I'm going to ask Colin if you'll put Psalm 139 up, verses 1 to 6 and verses 13 to 18. And I'll just read those out loud before we sing our final hymn. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. 
You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. God has chosen us to be his church. Each one of us has a role in that. I pray that you find yours and that you're able to fulfil it and bring him all the glory. Our final hymn is another classic. Again, no apologies. Love it. Absolutely love it. Love divine. Receive. 
to gallery view so that we can say the grace to each other. May the grace and the fellowship of the Amen.